0: The Fade the Noise Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here joined by the good Sir Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise Podcast. And you know I cannot resist uh, tequila. Uh, You know I cannot resist uh, certain dark chocolates, Lundy. Uh, That is a susceptibility of yours truly. I also cannot resist the matchup bets being offered right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. And what I want to feature on the pod today is a battle between two potential standout rookie-wide receivers, both formerly of the same school, the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll Tide! And that's Jalen Waddell versus Devontae Smith. Who will have more receiving yards this season? Uh, by the way, this is also the subject of today's Twitter poll. Uh, vote now. On Twitter at Noisy Huevos, drop your two cents in along with your vote, and I will reveal the poll results at the end of today's pod along with any of your comments. And I'm, of course, going to side with the Philadelphia Eagle. Fly, Eagle, fly, kaka, and Devontae Smith. And I will pay the juice at minus 120 compared to the minus 110 for Jalen Waddell. Why? It's a clear path. To opportunity, who is really going to push and buy for the affections of Jalen Hurts within this Eagles offense, which, by the way, if the defenses even were remotely close to what they showed in the preseason, uh, they're going to be scoreboard chasing pretty much the entire year. Could be the dregs of the keg alongside the Giants. In the NFC East, but you know you got Jalen Rager there, and he made a couple of splashy catches uh, throughout training camp of the preseason. I uh, still have Zach Ertz there in Dallas Goddard, the two tight end formation. We'll see how many uh, twelve personnels uh, those packages that Nick Sirianni trots out there. Uh, but for the most part, it's going to be Devonte Smith early and often overall this year, and a guy. Yeah, you might say, oh, he needs to you know add some extra mayo to the sandwich. He needs to put on another layer of meat on that hamburger to pound the protein and add some weight, but I don't think it really matters. Uh, He is so savvy, so smart and quick and decisive, and his cuts just smooth off the line that even when defenders are trying to press him in the preseason, he was still finding room to breathe and exploiting them. And I think that's going to be the story this season for him on a player that may have 120 targets when it's all said and done. Meanwhile, Waddle's got to compete with uh, Will Fuller for now. Uh, this just said Will Fuller, I think, snapped another tendon, Lundy. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, Will Fuller for, for now is is uh, perfectly healthy. And he got Devontae Parker there, Mike Isecki, and we'll see if uh, Tua – can play at even a respectable level this season. And the jury's still very much out on that. So fade or follow my head-to-head wager. Devontae Smith, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Best his former college teammate, Jalen Waddell, receiving yards again at minus 120.
1: Man, this is just a messed up prop because both of these guys have got quarterbacks that I just go, well, I don't know. Don't know, Jim. Don't know. Don't know if I trust it. Uh, But I will say I will roll a little bit more with the fly eagle fly. Uh, I think that's actually the deciding factor for me. Everybody's scoreboard chasing here. Let's hope that these guys can actually have solid rookie campaigns. I know a lot of you in fantasy, especially Dynasty, are counting on that out of these two. But right now, man, this is a tough head to head for me because it's really more about a head to head of which quarterback can pull their head out of whatever hole it's in.
0: Yeah, that hole probably hanging out uh, in the same hole as Matt Nagy. Uh, Just throwing that.
1: Highly possible. (laughs) Highly possible, my friend. Highly possible. All right.
0: with, With that, let's get to it on this Taco Tuesday edition with another. Fade 5. Number 5. All right, Lenny, cut down. Day is here, and holy mackerel, the earth just altered its tilt. Uh, The axis not exactly at the same degree that uh, the day began on because Cam Newton no longer a member of the New England Patriots, a surprising and decisive move by Bill Belichick and company, which means Matt Jones to the damn moon. And no lie, uh, this morning I rolled out of bed, and I was thinking to myself, Matt Jones odds still like 10-1, to 12-1 to get Offensive Rookie of the Year, so I fired up the old geek machine, typed in a couple of books. Uh, FanDuel and DraftKings were both still at 10-1. to I went on FanDuel, fired off a ticket immediately because I was just putting two and two together in my reptilian brain. I'm like, yeah, that's a really good value. Not even thinking about that Cam Newton wouldn't be part of this equation. I just knew that Cam Newton's days were numbered in New England as the starter. But... Ah, the calculus has completely changed as it is indeed the Mac Jones show because Cam, exit stage, left, enter, the former Alabama standout who, remember, last season was number one among all, all FBS quarterbacks in adjusted completion percentage, and he was throwing frozen ropes time and time again in the preseason. Great poise and command of this offense. Uh so I'm feeling really good about that 10 to 1 ticket especially now because it's 5 to 1 when it reopened at FanDuel Sportsbook second best odds to win offensive rookie of the year behind Trevor Lawrence is at +350 and I still like the 5 to 1 uh, if you want to get in on this party, you know, again, Mac Jones, 81.6% adjusted completion rate. That was the sixth best among preseason quarterbacks, 36-52 for 389 yards and a touchdown. New England, according to Mike Clay at ESPN, has the sixth easiest schedule this season. And they start off with, let's see, Miami at home. That'll be a very competitive game. Then at the Jets. New Orleans at home, Tampa at home, and then at Houston. So a couple of soft matchups there, and even the tough matchups they have at Foxborough there inside Gillette Stadium. So Mac Jones, um, I think he's going to deliver on all fronts, man. I think it's you know 23-25 to 25 passing touchdowns. He's got a top-five offensive line. This defense looks nasty. Uh, he's got a strong ground game with Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, and James White, too, who may catch 50-55 balls. A lot of winning for me this morning, and maybe some big winning come the end of the year if he hoists the hardware and takes home the Offensive Rookie of the Year award. So, fade or follow, Matt Jones, now 5-1 to one to win O'Roy at the end of the 2021 season.
1: Well, it was a lot more fun at plus 1,000, let's be honest. <laughs> it was. But, it uh, was. it's still, obviously, it's still a pretty good payday uh, at plus 500. And Brad, week one, it's the Roll Tide Bowl. It's the Roll Tide Bowl in week one as Mac will be facing off with Tua uh, as the Patriots will take on the Dolphins. To me, this is the the biggest reason I like this. It's not just the fact that you and I both like Mac Jones. We think that as he goes through the rookie campaign, he can perform well. He has a supporting cast on that 53 that's going to help him. A fantastic defense. It's a really good running game where he's got three different guys that he can lean on, including James White, who I think will be big. Um, and, and he's got, you know, a guy in Jacoby Myers that is now going to catch a lot of balls uh, yeah. in that offense. So I think you put all of this together and a plus 500, like I said, loved it a lot more earlier this morning when it was double that. Uh, but <laughs> I'll take the plus 500 nonetheless. And I will get ready uh, to sit back as Nick Saban continues to be feeding players over and over and over again to his friend, Bill Belichick.
0: Yeah, look, it's the AAA affiliate of the New England Patriots and a little early bonus time uh, Damian Harris. I believe his touchdowns prop was seven and a half. I'll oh, slam the over on that. And uh, at last, I checked this morning, it was eight hundred point five rush yards. Also, slam the over on that. All about New England right now with the Mac Jones era set to begin. Number four. All right. Uh, the theme today, until Mac Jones went from ten to one to five to one, was supposed to be great values to either win awards. or or set the pace in specific statistical categories. Uh, and I'm gonna continue on with this. I love Zeke Elliott to win the rushing yards title this season at 16 to 1. Pulled this one at DraftKings. Now your pack leader in this category is clearly Derrick Henry. Uh, and Derrick Henry, the football frankincense the hole smash hole. Urgh is the picture of near-perfect health, because I think he's only missed one game in the last three seasons. But, you know, Zeke is set up quite nicely this year to have a monster bounce-back campaign. Remember, the offensive line was in ruin a season ago, and now all the key components, particularly Tyron Smith, back in the mix uh, up front for this Dallas Cowboys franchise, and he got the DAC attack uh, with no limitations, We talked about it yesterday in the pod. He is good to go. Uh, Kelmore is confident he's going to grip it and rip it there in week one. And that's going to set up Zeke for a lot of exploitable fronts. You know, he saw eight or more men in the box 22.9% of the time last year because there was guys like Ben DiNucci and Andy Dalton at the controls. Uh, yeah, Zeke took a step back in terms of yards after contact per attempt and missed tackle rate last year, but he was still number 10 in total yards created. So I think he's going to be right there. I think he's back to where he was a couple of seasons ago, right around 1,400 rushing yards. Again, I think Henry, clear-cut favorite for good reason. Uh, but if you're looking for value, 60-1, Zeke Elliott, to me, worth a ticket to set the pace in rush yards this year. So are you ready to cowboy up with me? Fade or Follow.
1: I will ride that horse, my friend. Yes, actually, just because I like the value in this one. I still think there's a reason, as you just said, there's a reason that Derrick Henry is the odds-on favorite. Um, But if you're looking for some value, you want to have some fun, you want to sprinkle some money into a couple other places where you could wind up with a pretty decent return, this, to me, is the best one on the list. Uh, I'm not buying into Dalvin Cook being uh, the guy when it comes to rushing yards. There's a few others that are up there in that 10-to-1, 8-to-1, 9-to-1. But to me, Zeke Elliott provides you with the best opportunity. For value, because if you've got a healthy Dak Prescott, that opens things up for Zeke. Zeke could have some really big games. Uh, would not surprise me to see him push 200 yards at least once this season, if not twice, uh, with this offense. So, yeah, I'll I'll roll with it at 16 to one. Great value.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it, Zeke. Mount up.
1: Number three.
0: All right, continue on in this value theme on the pod today, looking at who will be the pace setter in total catches in the NFL this season. And it's the same wager that I made to, for on the guy that was going to set the pace in receiving yards this season. So let's correlate. Let's bring it together. Let's synergize here, Lundy. And it's the Riddler, Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons, 12-1 to to register the most catches in the NFL this season. Pull this one from DraftKings. Love this wager because I think he has a shot, and and quite honestly, I think he's going uh, the best odds. He's going to lead in this category to uh, record the most targets. Of any wide receiver in the league, it could be upwards of 170, 180 this season, especially if Atlanta's defense is overly leaky like we've seen here in recent years past. Uh, Ridley last season at 15 contests, 90 catches for 1,374 yards and nine touchdowns. That was on 143 targets. I mean, look at the advanced analytics. He was number one. And total air yards, number one in total deep targets. He was also number one, believe it or not, in unrealized air yards. Why? Because he was wide receiver 68 and catchable target rate. Come on, Matt Ryan. If Ryan can at least deliver the, the passes crisply and accurately 60%, 70% of the time uh, to Ridley, I think a lot of those unrealized yards will become realized. But the ca- catches are going to compile and quickly for him this season with really only Kyle Pitts and Russell, Russell Gage pushing him for target share. So for me, Ridley, though, my clay's got him for 96. Projected catches, fantasy football today at 99, Jeff Ratcliffe at 91. I think he's over the century mark. I think he's got excellent odds again of leading the league in total receptions this season 12 to 1 at DraftKings. Do you disagree?
1: At 12 to 1, Brad, I'm actually going to go with somebody different. I'm going to go I'm going to go a little off the grid here because I actually Kyle Pitts you and I've talked about him a lot on this pod. I really like Kyle Pitts. Um and I think he's going to pull away some of those receptions. I'm going to go with another guy who's also at 12 to 1 and I think is a sleeper to lead in receptions, and that is one Keenan Allen. I like him with Justin Herbert, and I like Justin Herbert to have a good sophomore season for the Chargers. I also think they're going to wind up scoreboard chasing from time to time. Um, And so because of that, like I said, if we're going to talk 12-1, to don't disagree necessarily with Ridley. I know you really like him, especially from a yardage standpoint, but I'm going to roll with Keenan Allen at 12-1 to to lead the league in receptions.
0: Ooh, all right. I can get on board with that as well. I'll pick your poison. Are you Team Keenan or are you Team Ridley? Stick around for my top selections in Major League Baseball plus bonus time.
1: Number two.
0: All right, Lundy. Let's go and get to the diamond, and let's go and recap uh, what I did last night as Robbie Ray. Do we Ray... have to?
1: Do we have to recap? Well, Ro- I Robbie we...
0: Ray hit. Corbin Burns hit. Uh, so, Ray got to double figures. He had 10K, so he hit the over an eight and eight-and-a-half strikeouts. Corbin Burns. Four hits allowed. I think that's exactly what i forecasted. Uh, so he's under on the four and a half. Uh, the other wagers, no bueno. Uh, as Nick Cassianis and New Jack, what was that from John Lester? Seriously, that was like John Lester from a decade ago. And, of course, the Reds lost uh, my parlay as Toronto and the Dodgers. I believe the Dodgers took care of this, but it doesn't matter. So two and two for me. And you, obviously, uh, were living in, uh, in the gutter last night.
1: <laughs> so, uh, well, hey, Tampa Tampa did what I thought they would do against Boston, but then, uh, unfortunately, C.J. Kron had a bad game. Armand Marquez had a bad game. Uh, you know, uh, Trevor Story had an epic bat flip, but unfortunately, we can't bet on that.
0: No, we can't. And what we should have done is taken IMG Academy against uh, Bishop Sycamore. That's where <laughs> we really missed. <laughs> That would have been an easy cash, my friend. Easy, easy easy ticket. Easy (laughs) ticket. Although, I don't know, maybe they've uh, overturned it, could have suspended it, because uh, Bishop Sycamore is like some duplex somewhere in Tennessee. That's the the home address for the school. What a crazy story. Uh, Anyway, let's hope that Blake Snell posts some crazy numbers tonight, and I believe he will, and I'm going to get seduced by the juice here. Give me the over on seven-and-a-half strikeouts in the desert against the Arizona Diamondbacks, plus 110. Pull this one from DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, Arizona has the fifth highest strikeout rate of any team in Major League Baseball over the last month, and Snell is starting to find his groove. You know, he has struggled mightily, a big up-and-down season for him, but he has gone over his 7.5 punchouts in three of his last four starts, and against Arizona in three turns, 8Ks, 13Ks, and 6Ks. So he's over in two of three, and he's got a 2.12 ERA in his last Five starts. So, knowing he's right in the hot hand, uh, knowing that he has been, you know, drawing that third strike left and right here over the last handful of starts, I think the 7.5Ks over at plus 110 is a phenomenal value, especially against the free swinging and lowly Diamondbacks. So, fade or follow, Blake Snell over 7.5Ks in Zona.
1: Squeeze that juice, my friend. I like you getting seduced by the juice on this one. I'll do it, although the Diamondbacks have become uh, this team that I can't, I feel like I can't really predict. They, they've sort of been like the Rockies lately, where you think, wow, this team sucks. And then all of a sudden they, you know, win two out of three against the Dodgers in L.A. Uh, it, Arizona has been better at home than they have been on the road. Obviously, we've talked about their losing streak uh, earlier on this season. But I'll take a free swinging snake team uh, and let's see Snell get to at least eight.
0: Ooh, that's Snell.
1: Number one.
0: All right, Lundy, I'm warned you. going to sing again. So yeah, just I happened.
1: figured it was coming. Yeah. I just I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know if you were going to break <laughs> into some like Celine Dion. I didn't you know, <laughs> I wasn't sure what was going to happen. But here it is. Here we are. And everyone is now suffering.
0: Because no, nobody. Nobody wants me to butcher the Titanic theme song. Uh, and that would be almost metaphorical. Uh, because I would hit an iceberg and reach the cold uh, dark bottoms of the Atlantic Ocean if if I went down that route. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's do a little two-legger here. This is my top wager in baseball tonight. Give me uh, give me Jameson Tyon of the the New York Yankees on the under 6.5 strikeouts in L.A. to face the Angels. And again, that's juice up to minus 160 at DraftKings. And for good reason. I'll explain why here in a minute. So to reduce the juice and get it to plus odds, oh, let's just fade Baltimore. That's been a profitable maneuver all season long. So give me Toronto just to win straight up. Uh, So Tyone uh, has gone under six and a half strikeouts in eight of his last nine games. Last time he faced the Angels, that was in late June. He went five and a third innings pitch, only four punchouts. Yeah, the Angels have the sixth highest K rate of any team major league baseball over the last 30 days. But again, I think it's like five or six strikeouts in the end for Tyone. I don't think he gets to magic number seven, so I think that one's going to cash. And the Toronto, uh, in 10 games against Baltimore this season, they've won seven times. So odds certainly in my favor, and I'm going to have a little bonus time action to piggyback on this. So again, to recap, Jamison Tyone under six and a half strikeouts against the Angels. Pair that together with Toronto to win straight up against the O's, plus 116 to DraftKings, Fader follow.
1: I love creative two-leg parlays. So, yes, I'm going to roll with this one. You take that strikeout prop. You decide you want to help it out a little bit. So, yes, then you go grab Toronto. Boom, you got yourself plus odds and hopefully a nice payday. Like him to stay underneath it. You already pointed out eight of his last nine stays underneath that total. And then, you know, as you said, just grab Toronto going up against uh, Baltimore because what do you do? You fade the O's. Put those yep. two together, and you got yourself some money. So I like that one.
0: Yeah, the O's. Uh, when you go against them, just a straight up money tree, dropping a hundred dollar bills on the regular. All right, with that, let's get to it. Bound is time. Lundy, hit me.
1: I want some runs to be scored today, so there's a couple of overs that I like. You put them both together. Let's take the Cards and the Reds to go over 8.5. Let's mm. take the Pirates and the White Sox to go over 8.5. Both of those are the totals there. Put those two together, you got a plus 236, especially on the White Sox side where it's expected to be about 80 degrees, a little humid there on the south side, so I think that ball is going to pop. And then you had a two-legger. Let's do the same thing. I will take the aforementioned white Sox on the run line so minus one and a half pair them together with the yankees taking on the angels as you pointed out that turns into a plus 152
0: Ooh, interessante daddy like daddy want, daddy need daddy also need the over on the cubs and twins nine and a half runs minus 108 pull this one from bet rivers Oh, it's a pair of disastrous pitchers, just uh, garbage cans in the flesh. Uh, that is John Gant and Zach Davies. Uh, Gantt with a 6.75 ERA in August. Uh, Davies a 7.94 ERA. In August. So, both these guys uh, just serving it up on a silver platter. And for that reason, I think it's going to be hits and homers galore for the Twinkies and the Cubs. And again, why I'm on the over nine and a half runs. And again, going back to Toronto, Vlad Guerrero Jr. A couple of homers last night. An RBI, he logs tonight at plus 105 going up against Keegan Aiken of the Baltimore Orioles. A pitcher, he has faced six times. He has gone yard twice against... And six at bats with three RBIs. He's got 17 RBIs this season and 39 at bats against the O's with a 1.419 OPS. Holy cannoli. Vladdy Daddy punishing Baltimore this season. But then again, who isn't? And uh, that is a near wrap, but we got poll results, Lundy. Poll results, poll results. Uh and the poll question again today involves a Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle. Who will have more receiving yards when the matchup bets offered at DraftKings Sportsbook? We had 404 votes cast and drumroll brr Devontae Smith, the winner-winner chicken dinner, 61.9% to Jalen Waddle at 38. 0.1%, and that is indeed a wrap on this edition of the Fade the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Juevos. Drop us a rating and a review. Would you kindly. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.